When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, Guardians, and welcome to the Destiny Show podcast. This is episode 62, and I am Cornholio. Tonight, we have an amazing guest on the show. She is a partnered Twitch streamer, member of Last Rights Gaming. She's got a YouTube channel, and she is a Titan main. We're excited to welcome Zoe on the Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Hi. Nice to be here. Yeah, it's so great to have you on. Finally, we've been planning <laughs> this for months, months, man. So finally, we're making it happen. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. And we have so much to talk about. We're going to be talking about the Deepstone Crypt Raid. We're going to dive into the latest news from Bungie, including next-gen console updates and Iron Banners coming back and so much more. We're going to dive in in just a little bit. But before we do, I want to welcome my co-host, Shadow Price. What's good? Hey, not too much. Uh, I actually, we've been playing Destiny. We played last night. We uh, got you, let's see, we got your, uh, your uh, what are the, the hunts? The Empire hunts. Yeah, the difficulty things over for the Empire hunts. I did get some bread today, too. I did get the Cloud Strike Sniper. So... I when? Got, um, when? Earlier. <laughs> when do you have time? I found some time. I grinded that empire <laughs> hunt. You know, it took like about 10 or 15 of them, but I finally got it. So. 10 or 15? Didn't you have work today? Uh, yeah, but I have breaks. I'm going to get this man fired. <laughs> so we're just going to stop right there. I have there. breaks and I have a lunch. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So but I was able to get that. 15 runs? Oh, man. You get a long lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I also got some more bread because just if you can, you know, didn't know, we were just offline here for a second. I was able to secure a 3060 Ti um, from Newegg. Don't ask me how. Like, I had to fight the bots and everything. You know, I needed to use the lament to, like, slice through those bots. <laughs> but uh, looks like we might get it if it doesn't get canceled. So Shadow Price beat the bots. Mm -hmm. Wow. And a Newegg. Of all places. That's crazy. Yeah. So I'm curious, how does this card compare to the 3070 and the 3080? 
Well, it's not better than those. It's like the lower lower rung card, I believe. Um, but it's better than a 20, what is it, a 2070 Super? Um, so it's better than th that, which is better than my 1080, because I'm just rocking a 1080 right now. So, like, it'll be an upgrade for me, personally. You know, so See, I would be pretty upset if last year I bought a 2080 Ti or a 2080 card and then they came out with better cards now for like half the price. That would suck. Yeah. I don't know. I almost feel like the 2000 series cards, that was a mistake. They shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely those cards. I mean, people have buyer's remorse yeah, probably instantly when they bought those. And, you know, we, we definitely held off on them. We we're like, nah, <laughs> no, we're good. We're, we're going to wait. And, you know, so figured this was the, you know, we've been trying to get them for a bit here too. So, um, was able to finally secure an order. So we'll see if they follow through with it. I bought my 1080 at my 1080 Ti at a really bad time and paid a lot for it. So I wasn't down to be rushing to buy a new one right now. <laughs> Oh man, did you go on eBay to get yours? Oh well, no, I bought it on Amazon, but it was just before the twenty eighties came out, and um, it like the cryptocurrency thing was really high. It cost me over nine hundred pounds. Oh like, my god! Oh, man. oh my god! Yeah. Wow! It cost me like wow. as much as everything else I got in my PC together, pretty much. Oh my god! <laughs> See, I got very lucky with my ten eighty Ti when I bought that because I think I paid like. $550 for it and it was brand new and considering that you know cryptocurrency was a thing back then still I think that I got a pretty good deal on it and now I ended up selling that card right before the 3000 series cards came out I regret it but luckily I have a very nice friend who was so nice to lend me his 2080 card who knew who has an extra card just laying around like that never normally happens so i got very lucky pretty good so i can friend. still play destiny on pc yeah pretty good friend man um so i got very lucky in that regard but i'm still trying to get a card hopefully soon i can secure a 3080 hopefully we'll see what happens but i'll keep you all posted on that but enough about graphics cards. We have some more stuff to talk about. We have Zoe here with us. We're going to put her on the hot seat for our discussion with the Guardians. We're going to learn much more about Zoe, who she is, what she does, and how her destiny journey got started. So Zoe, I hope you're ready. I'm ready. All right. Well, let's get on with the show. So the first question we have for you is, how did you get started in Destiny? Um, well, I actually bought a PlayStation for somebody else, um, a PlayStation 4, and if I'm right in thinking, they came out around the same time as Destiny did, um, and anyway, it came with Destiny, and I fell out with that person before they got the PlayStation, so I was left with a PlayStation 4 and Destiny. Started playing and fell in love with the game. Huh, okay. Very cool. And when was that? Was that when Vanilla Destiny came out? Yeah, it was like the... I played in like the first week that Destiny came out, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember when they, they had like a special edition PlayStation 4 that they released with Destiny. Um, I had a PlayStation 
already back then, and I think we started out on Xbox, right, Shadow Price? Yeah, we did. Xbox One. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And then we ended up switching to PlayStation because we got really frustrated with the party system. Who knew? And it's funny because we planned on not playing Destiny. I think we bought, like, Borderlands, I want to say. Was, was the game that we bought and we played it for like yeah, a day the and then hand, we're like you the know what? we're gonna get we're gonna go back to destiny <laughs> and we did and you know we, we never really look back and it's funny every time that we say hey we're gonna take a break from this game it never works never ever works we always come back to it so but that's awesome so you've been playing so you're a veteran guardian so you know about the kinder guardians from way back when. Yeah, Destiny, I literally love Destiny 1. Like, I still love it. Now I haven't played for a long time, but I've got some of the best memories ever from playing Destiny 1. It was amazing. I used to do, I've been doing raid helps this whole time, like for years at this point. Oh, wow. So yeah, I did like See, it. See, we, we, weren't, we weren't good enough to do raid helps. I mean, I've been getting carried by Shadow Price for a while, especially during the jumping puzzles. Forget that. I really suck at jumping puzzles. To me... A jumping puzzle, you know what that means? It's snack time, or it's a bathroom break. Uh, hopefully, as long as I can get pulled forward. <laughs> uh, what I did, but we've been enjoying the game for a while, too. What I did most of um, was, so on PlayStation, you could get, like, kind of achievement things, and you could platinum Destiny if you got all these achievements. And one of the things was, like, a flawless raid. So I used to take two people at a oh, time yeah. into Crota with me, and then I'd get good them times. Like, good times. Wait at mm, wait at the down. wait at the start. I'd run through the puzzle by myself first. Oh yeah. And then I'd that. send one over the bridge, and then get one to come up the tower with me. Um, and then obviously we'd get past that Rip. bit. Then I'd get them to help me with the ads in the like first section where you kill the witches, and then they'd fire Galahorn at the crota, and I'd go start it and get them plat- platinum destiny. Do you remember when you used to like launch yourself? From the light, you would stand on like a certain part of the the rock, and then the light would go off the lantern and just launch you up top. <laughs> do you remember that? Uh, that I don't great. think I ever did that. I wasn't. My friends all used to do the jump over the, to the other side, and I could never do it. I'm actually much better on uh, mouse and keyboard than I ever was on controller. I, I was decent back then, obviously doing raid helps and stuff like that, but my jumping skills weren't as good. Hmm. <laughs> And, like, I couldn't multitask as well. So, like, doing, like, combos with a controller was harder than doing, like, combos with mouse and keyboard. Once you're used to it, obviously. I'm sure it'd be hard if it was someone's first day. So, you know, funny thing is, we've been playing on PC since Destiny 2 first launched on PC. We're still using controllers. Still, to this day, we cannot get used to keyboard and mouse. I made the switch literally when I came over, so I couldn't afford a PC when Destiny originally came out. So I just carried uh, Destiny Two originally came out, so I carried on just. Um, I originally streamed from my PS4, so I just carried on doing that for a long time, um, and then it was I think around Cursed I ended up getting the PC. So I started on mouse and keyboard as soon as I got the PC. And, like, basically leveled up because cross-save was not a thing then. So I had to level up a whole new account on PC. So I just did, like, all the really basic leveling stuff on mouse and keyboard. And then by the time I'd finished that, I couldn't even go back to a controller. It felt so slow trying to turn after 
I'd played on mouse and keyboard. And it took a lot longer than that to get used to shooting and getting like good movement. But after feeling like the speed of moving around on mouse and keyboard, it felt almost impossible to go back. I wish. I can definitely see where that is, I, where that would be a thing. I wish I'd get my hand this. right on the those arrow keys or the, the ASDWs. Like the only way I can explain it is after you've played on mouse and keyboard and then you use a controller, it feels like you're kind of straining to turn. Like you're like going, <laughs> instead of like just doing a smooth turn, like I can literally flip brown turn face the other way. Yeah, and yeah. A the, flick of the wrist. The range of motion is just incredible. Like yeah. So now, Zoe, I got to ask, are you using a high refresh monitor with um, your PC? Yeah, I've got a 144 hertz. Very nice. We're in the land. Well, I'm in the land of 144 hertz. Cornholio has entered the land of 165. How's that oh. treating you, Corn? Um, yes. Yes, I like it. I mean, I'm still using a controller, but all things considered, when I had to roll back my driver update which kind of made my game run worse it's pretty nice i have a 1440p 165 hertz monitor and it's hard playing on consoles even on the playstation 5 and the xbox series x i feel like it just doesn't really compare to my pc does it hurt your eyes it, like i've tried to go back um, and play Destiny at 30 frames and it made me feel physically sick. Oh my god, it's so tough. <laughs> it, the, the field of view yeah. hurts as well. It like, feels like everything's zoomed in. Like, right. It made me kind of feel motion sickness kind of feeling, trying to play. Although I am going to check yeah, out the new update to the next-gen consoles next week. I'd like to try it at 60 frames because uh, there was a point where my internet went down and I stayed with my grandparents for a week. Uh, to use their internet because I couldn't live without internet for a week. So, but I didn't take my PC with me. I only took my PlayStation. So I played Overwatch a lot while I was there, and I could play that fine. It didn't bother me in the slightest on console. Playing Overwatch, I loved it. Um, and that's sixty frames. It was to go into the thirty frames on the way Destiny was on the last console. It was hardest. Yeah, it's really tough for me to go back to any game in 30 frames. I mean, and I play games on my Switch, I play games on my Xbox One X and my PlayStation 4, although more so before the new consoles came out. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get both consoles with the new generation consoles. Uh, but still, not every game is optimized. Like Death Stranding. I tried playing Death Stranding and it still runs in like 30 frames and I, I can't do it. I've been spoiled by the land of high frames and Destiny hasn't really had the update PC. though yet, right? So that could, you don't know how that's no, going to feel. No, it's yet. coming next, next Tuesday. Week. Next, next week. Yep. So, yeah. So you, you can go back and have like a view of see how it feels now they've had the update on the next gen console. Then. Yeah, I, I I'm interested in checking it out because I 4K 60 Destiny sounds I'm nice. Interested. It I'd sounds like to nice. But you know, too, Crucible is going to play in one twenty. Yeah, Crucible is going to play in 120 if you have 120 hertz uh, refresh rate, either TV or monitor. Uh, so, yeah, for Crucible. So, Zoe, you've been you've been a guardian for quite some time now. What is your favorite raid in Destiny, and why? Um, I'd say Last Wish. Out of all of them. Just because it's 
probably uh, if you do it the way it's intended to be done it's one of the hardest and intricate most fun raids to do it's got a bit of everything mechanics and a ton of ad clear lots of bosses good jump puzzles beautiful just in every way it's really good it's pretty yeah solid i think the last choice. wish was a really nice raid i think it was very very well put together my only gripe about that raid i feel like the rewards were not as special as they were in destiny one true that, I mean, that that's true. the one I area agree. where i feel like i wish they did better um like for a long time i said wrath of the machine but it's been so long now i'm like i always wonder if i just think that because of nostalgia or actually because it was better like i don't i'm not sure anymore it's a real great it's a really great raid wrath of the machine like yeah, I love that the raid. loot the loot is just was so on point and so so same thing with Vog. Like most of the Destiny One raids, like the loot was just on point. You know, I'm excited Besides, for like Vault of Glass Ball. to come back. I actually oh, yeah. came um, fourth on Vault of Glass Challenge mode in D1 on day one. Oh, you came in first. Fourth. 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 Oh, that's yeah. still very what? respectable. That's that's yeah, so yeah. insane. Yeah, not many awesome. people know that. Like. I feel like I've just been hiding in the shadows a long time. Not many people know some of the things that I've done in like while I've been playing. They've got to bring the That's the amazing. weapons back, right? If they're yeah, if they don't, I already said that. If they don't, it's not the same. And it's, it's a mistake if they don't. Yeah, you know. I don't want them to be exotic either. I want like a legendary fate bringer. Yeah. Legendary fate bringer. You know what I mean? I don't want it. I don't. If it's bad and we have to call it a fake bringer, I won't be happy. Fake bringer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we were kind of disappointed they brought back the Omnigol and named uh, that witch something different and didn't bring back Aspamak. No grass. I thought that. I I, I didn't really, I wasn't very vocal about it, but that was definitely a thought back in my head. I was like, so is grass back then? No. No? Okay. Yeah. Our same thoughts exactly. <laughs> like, do, do they not remember how many people farmed, like, literally for weeks Oh my on god. End? Like, my friends yeah. were pretty casual and they were doing, like, 12 hour farms of that. Yeah, we were doing six hour a day farms, I guess. Yeah. That. yeah. Six to eight hour days. Like, we were doing it all day one day, just literally trying to farm for the best role we could yeah, get. Yeah, like, if- my friends who have like full time jobs and stuff were like literally coming straight home from work and grinding till they went to bed every day. See, we need that again. That yeah. that is something that is missing in Destiny. I feel like Destiny just for too. a weapon and like a decent strike that was fun to do. They're I feel like they're 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 making strides because the Lost Sector, uh, legendary Lost Sector, doing it. I mean, you got to do it solo, but you get a chance to get the exotic helmets, and I've gotten two of them from the grind so far. I've got I got the hunter one and I got the warlock one, um, the dawn chorus warlock one and the the other one that's mask of back backrus or something, and then I got the cloud strike today, um, the sniper. So I feel like and you're you're getting all the bread. I feel like they're 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 getting there, like it's a step in the right direction, but they need to like go further, like they did in D one. You know, I feel like a casual right now. Normally, I, like when people are saying things that they've done in new content, I've usually done it all too. But I haven't um, been playing as much, so I haven't soloed any of the Lost Sectors yet. Or it's actually like a lot of fun, believe it or not. When is you do it? it, yeah, when you do it on Legend and you just put a build together, like 
yesterday's Which one's legend is that 1050 the 10 the, tw- the yeah the 1250 one yeah oh yeah 12 yep that's the one i do i, I haven't messed with the master one yet i i will take on the master one when i you know figure out a, a loadout that uh will work for me but what seems to work in that um was the exodus two-day lost sector that i did i used in my primary slot i used what i use i think i used an oh is it Aki's burden because you use that to snipe the uh, servitor boss. Uh, I used the Waveframe Grenade Launcher, um, Martyr's Retribution. And I used uh, the uh, Fallen Guillotine. And um, was able to ha- get it done, no problem. Had tons of li- life skills. Because you get lives. In every uh, champion you kill, you get, an, you get another life. But it, once you get through all your lives, all your chances, uh, then, then it you know boots you out of it. So, and then you can just try again. So it's a it's a good farm, and it's yeah. I'll have to yeah. check that out. It switches daily after the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, and I did get that really awesome sword. I call it the Galler Horn Sword because it's so deadly. The Galler Sword. <laughs> uh, what is it called? The Galler Sword. Yeah. What is what is it called? It's the Lament. Lament. Sword. Lament. Yeah. Lament. Cool story behind it too. Like cool, cool quest. Yeah, it's good, like. definitely a good sword. I like the like little ninja flip you do over. That's cool. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like you a, charge it and uh, you do the R2. like a roundhouse. Like uh, why do you, I always call it R two? I play on my keyboard. The right click. <laughs> yeah, you like roundhouse your body. It's like a full like you know. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. So on the subject of Destiny Two Beyond Light, Zoe, what have you been enjoying the most? with the new expansion uh well i've been mainly doing a lot of um teaching raids at the moment i've actually been really enjoying teaching this raid because like i feel like the individual jobs are reasonably simple to explain to people so i've literally been taking people through and teaching them all three of the jobs in like the first raid which is not something i can usually do normally i'd maybe teach them one job per raid type of thing but um, yeah, because they're reasonably simple to teach, so I'm loving that. Awesome. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed the new raid, and we we got past the first encounter on day one. Now, have you ran it on the first day for contest mode? Yeah, yeah, I completed it on day one. Really? Oh, I'm so jealous. That's awesome. How was that? Like, um, especially on the final boss. It was really, really good. Um, I had, a, like, a little bit of a heart jerk at the end because... So I was originally supposed to be doing it with a group of my, like, close friends who I play with, like, every single day. And then I got offered a spot on, like, a more, like, serious team, is how I would word it. Um, and I was, like, I said to my team, I said... So this is like the only opportunity I've really had to play on it, like a proper serious team. Um, Shall I take it? And so my team said, yeah. So I took the position on a team of people who I've never played with before. Um, So they were were all really lovely. So we had a great time. We completed it and it was amazing. But then I went and like watched my friends like on their attempt. And I had like a little bit of a heart joke, like, oh, I should have played with my friends. Yeah, we ended up pretty much finding groups that we never played before with. 
because we don't really have that many people that we play with normally where we have like a serious team like we have some friends who play the game but they are very much under leveled and they're not really raiders per se um the friends that we've played destiny with for the longest time they're pretty much still on console they didn't really make the switch to pc so we've been kind of you know looking for groups and going on lfg and stuff like that uh we got past the first encounter and then people just started to quit out right, you're welcome to uh come uh, meet my friends as I've actually got an amazing group of friends. They all play with each other. Like they've they've all kind of met through me, but then like all become like friends separately from me as well. So like everybody who like hangs out in my Discord quite often, like daily there'll be people in there all raiding together and stuff like that. There's some and they're all really good players as well. So it's great. You can literally just jump in there, get a fast run done, and have a really good laugh while you're doing it. They might troll you a little bit though. Yeah, I'm used to it. <laughs> that's that's awesome. But that's that's great. We need to we need to make new friends. We need more friends, Shadow Price. So we have more people to play with. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. It's You're welcome uh, to join. There literally there's people on all time zones in there as well. We've got some Aussies in there, Americans in there, Europeans. Well, maybe we can, you know, make some new friends with Zoe and her team. That might be fun. So Zoe, on that note, what do you do when you're not gaming or streaming or helping Guardians beat the raid for the first time? Um, well, I'm a parent, so well, I stream full-time, so that's my job. And then when I'm not streaming, I'm being a parent, and which involves being a million things, a cleaner, a cook, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So. Oh, yeah, I know um, that. All too well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really... I kind of stay in a lot in the winter. I don't really like cold weather at all and it's very cold in england right now it's been less than five degrees celsius all week which is like five above oh, wow. freezing um but in the summer i absolutely love going walking quite a lot i live near a really nice beautiful river that has literally hundreds of swans on it so i love going and walking down there and uh yeah so just most of the time being a mum and then playing video games i, I just hop on and play with my friends on an evening too like when my little one's asleep, play some Among Us and stuff like that. Very cool. Yeah, we actually have a lake next to my house, so it's really, really nice. A lot warmer than what I'm used to, because I'm from New York and I moved to Florida earlier in the year, and it's been great because I'm not a winter person. I don't like cold weather, so it's been a really nice change all around, to all not year, have the really weather. cold weather. Although the last couple of days, it's been kind of chilly out here. We got weather in the 40s, which we normally don't really get down that low. I feel like kind of um, chilly is the worst it gets there, though, so you can't really complain. <laughs> yeah, I can't really complain about it too much. You know, it's it's relative. You know, we're not going to really deal with snow, which is nice. So I'll take what I can get at this point, especially during this time of year and everything going on with COVID. So, but it's nice to go outside and take my dog for a walk, and we have this really nice lake right outside of my house. That so that's amazing. been really nice. Is and, that alligators uh, in it or crocodiles? Whichever ones are there. We actually, I saw a baby gator, and 
it's funny because before I would let my dog kind of swim in the lake because from my understanding, talking to the locals, like they said it was fine because the lake is really well maintained and they have like ski shows on the lake. But then one day I was walking by and I saw a baby gator (laughs) and a part of me got kind of excited because I've never seen a real gator before unless it's like on television. But a part of me realized, shit, like that, even the baby gator can probably eat my 11 pound dog. (laughs) He's 11 pounds and he's not getting any bigger. Not anytime soon. When I went to uh, Florida as an English person and like, I thought they were like little joke signs when it said like, don't go near here on a nighttime and stuff. (laughs) And my friends were like, no, it's real. There really is gators there. I'm like, "Ah." I didn't believe them. I thought they were trolling me. (laughs) like trying to make me believe them but yeah there was literally like a lake in between so it was like i don't know how to explain basically a square of houses with like a square lake in on the inside of them it's like a square lake inside a square of houses and they said there was alligators in there i'm like how can they have them that close to the house though like what if they come near you what are you supposed to do (laughs) yeah strange to me like you won't really see many wild animals in England, but you might I, see a fox. I've ate, I've ate gator before. Have you? Is it yeah. good? Yeah, actually, it is. It, it's not you bad. Ate a gator? Huh? Is it, what is does it taste like? How does that to? work? Uh, yeah, it's like chicken. It tastes kind of like chicken a little bit. It's like, like oh. everything tastes like chicken. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's a little bit more tough than chicken. But, like, I think I had, like, what was it, like, gator, like, it was, like, breaded gator, basically. You know how you could, like, give a breaded chicken? It was, like, breaded gator. It was just a little tougher, but it it was edible. Still not, it wasn't bad. Okay, well, maybe one day, but, but it would be a little weird because gators are just, they're part of the environment. They're, you know, it's like, I don't know, eating... It was a restaurant in Louisiana. Something. It was called Tunks, I believe. Tunks. It was named the restaurant that was in Wait, Louisiana. Do you eat other meat? What's like, that? You, I was just asking if he if he ate other meat. So, like, why would a gator be weird if compared to like a cow or a pig or a? Well, it feels like you know a more domesticated animal, and I know a gator is not <laughs> domesticated. But <laughs> let me put it this way: in Florida. You're not supposed to bother the gators. They're like yeah, so they don't these eat you. sacred so you creatures don't eat them. that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and plus, you know, I'm feeling it's you know bad karma if they have gators and, and you eat a gator, they you know might come back and bite you. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's I don't know. And plus, like I'm not that adventurous with my food. Like I do sushi. I do you know. Chicken, <laughs> beef, not really gator. I don't know. Like, even things like duck, I would feel really weird about eating duck. And I know I that, duck. you know, people eat duck all the time, but it's like, there's ducks in the lake. I can't. I, can't I grew do up that. next to a duck pond and I love crispy duck and pancakes. I don't think you have that there, but it's like a Chinese dish here and it is amazing. I don't think I've tried, I don't, I've never tried any gamey stuff that's really popular here in England, like um, pheasant and things like that. Um, or I've never had venison, all those type of gamey meats. I've never tried any of them. 
You know what the weirdest thing that I've had? I would have to say probably octopus. I haven't had and that. And it's still, like, and it was like raw octopus. It wasn't even, like, cooked, I don't think. But uh, I think that's probably the extent of my adventurous eating. I'm pretty plain. I'm pretty basic. So Zoe, we have a question okay. from the Destiny community. Mayhem in chat wants to know to ask Zoe about her wonderful singing. So I got to ask, tell us about your wonderful singing. We have to know. I'm really bad at singing. I don't know what he's talking about. I sing a lot on stream, but it's not good. I just like to sing along to music. I can rap pretty well. I can't sing very really? well. Really? Yeah. Okay. You want me to do a little bit? Yeah, yeah let's do yeah, it. Let's do it. It's, it's a copyright song, though. I don't care. Right. We don't make money off of this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate. How's life? I don't know. It's all right. I've been dealing with some things like every human being, and I really didn't sleep much last night. I'm sorry. That's fine. I just think I need a little me time. I just think I need a little free time. A little break from the shows and the bus rides. Last year, I had a breakdown. Thoughts telling me I'm lost, getting too loud. I had to see a therapist, then I found out something funny's going on up in my house. I started thinking maybe I should move out. You know, pack my cat, take a new route. Clean up my yard, get the new out. Hang up my hat, let it air out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. I can do that whole song, but I'm going to stop there. <laughs> that was cool. Very cool. Well, that's impressive. I can't rap like that, so hey, I gotta give you props for that. Usually, <laughs> I'll like play it while I'm doing it. So that was that was a bit of literally acapella me just doing it off the top of my head right there. Now that the new consoles are out, what are your thoughts on the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X? Um, I'm considering buying an Xbox Series S. Is that the one without the disk drive for Xbox? Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm considering buying one of those. I'm going to wait and see what people say. And then I'm thinking about getting one of those. I don't think I'll go for a PS5 just because I've already got a PC. I don't know anybody who's specifically getting a PS5 who I like really want to play with. Um, and they're kind of expensive just for me to get it for not, many, not much reason. And it's really hard to get right now. Too. Well, yeah, I have like, I have zero intentions of getting a PS5, but um, I would definitely consider getting an Xbox. So, and that's weird because I've always had PlayStations my entire life. I feel like the Xbox Game Pass deals are insane, like this time. So, oh yeah, they just had like uh, yeah. three months for a dollar, like yesterday. Yeah, so, so. I, I think yeah, and the, the amount of stuff you actually get on the Xbox Game Pass is unreal. It just seems like a much better deal, and then to pretty much be only missing a disc drive and get the Xbox S for that much cheaper. Yeah, Control just came to Game Pass too, so I'm gonna check it out on on there, you know, because I haven't I haven't played it yet. And so. Destiny and all the DLCs on Game Pass. Yeah, that too. And it's like if you bought the if you so bought Destiny games. and you bought the season already on PC. You'll be able to play it on, you know, Xbox or Game Pass because you know the season carries over and everything. So you you should you can play everything right on there too. So it's like anytime we want to just switch over and play on there, we can. Yeah, just, and I like you know. that it's um you can play with people who were on the previous one as well. 
So if I did get an Xbox, then I could play with anybody who wants to play with me who's on even on Xbox One, which would be cool. Yeah, and it's closer to PC, like, you know, specs and things like that. So when you play in the Crucible, it's like if you if you have 120 hertz refresh uh, TV, and, you know, it won't, it won't be as painful as playing, like, in 30 frames against, you know, somebody, like, that has 144 hertz, like, at their disposal. <laughs> yeah, you know, for me, I have both consoles, but I bought them both for different reasons. I bought the Xbox because I have Game Pass Ultimate, and you're getting access to so many, so many games, and... You know, playing Halo in high refresh and high frames, that's really cool and exciting. And, of course, we have Destiny that's going to be coming next week with the new next-gen upgrades, which is going to be really exciting to play. Uh, and then with the PlayStation 5, I think the controller, the, the new DualShock controller, is very, I would say, revolutionary. It's pretty cool with... The, the technology that's inside of it. And I'm actually curious to see how the update affects how the controller plays out and works because there's so much opportunity, I feel like, in Destiny, especially right now with Beyond Light, especially with Europa and the different weather changes. I think they can do some really cool things and and simulate some really cool things with the new DualShock. So... I picked that up for those games, and also, of course, I have games like The Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima, so those are definitely games that I will be playing on the PlayStation 5. So, different reasons to get both, but I do agree it does get a bit pricey having both consoles, but I think it was worth it. I mean, how, how often do we buy new consoles? You know, it's like once every four, five, six years, so yeah, I... I kind of splurged a little bit. As did Shadow Price. Yes, guilty. <laughs> we had to fight the bots, though. I get it. So, And we beat the bots. We got our bread. Mm -hmm. So, Zoe, I gotta ask. If you can travel anywhere in the world, post-COVID, of course, where would you go and why? Um... I'll come back over to America just to see my friends. Good choice. Any place in the States where you want to go? Um, Texas. Texas? Ooh, okay. I've never been to Texas. Neither have I. I've been to... Shadow Price, have you been to Texas? I've been to Texas. Around? Yep, I've been to Texas. When I was in um, the Army, I was at Fort Hood for a few weeks and then um huh yeah yeah i think that's all i've been to in texas but uh hot it's hot there pretty hot in texas i would say of course i'll be going to gcx of course if it's on next year as well but yeah if it, that's the first place i want to be i cannot wait for gcx because i mean i live 30 minutes away from gcx now so it's like, yes, I'm definitely going to GCX. Uh, so hopefully COVID is behind us next year and we get a chance to go and 
meet all of the amazing people that we've met along our journey in the Destiny community. And I think that would be really fun. And I know Shadow Price went to GCX or Guardian Con back in the day. It was still and called Zoe, Destiny talk- Con, actually, believe it or not. It was called it was Destiny that, was that Con. the first yep. ever one? Yeah, it was in 2016 when I went. Yeah, was- I went to the one after that and every one since. I didn't go to that one. Yeah, that's the uh, one okay. where I uh, yeah met, met Cosmo there and I talked to Fran Mirabella for like 15 minutes and uh yeah shared a beer with cosmo and you know just it, it was a great time you know it was just awesome time with the destiny community and yeah then they had to rename it to guardian con after that you know so it was uh but yeah it was a lot of fun and definitely want to go back for sure yeah i can't wait to go next year hopefully they don't cancel it next year and they actually have it but I'm I'm excited. It's going to be a good time. So you both have been to Guardian Con or Destiny Con or whatever it's called now. Do you both have a favorite moment from Destiny Con or Guardian Con or GCX? Yeah. My well, it's my birthday at the same time. <laughs> so Ooh, Okay. So good way to celebrate. Okay. Um last year um was absolutely insane. Tamsin uh, Wood, if you know her, she's also a streamer. She's one of my best friends. She's from Australia, and we both stayed together. She took me to like a really nice spa for the day where we had massages and stuff. And then on the night time, it was like the Thursday, so it was like the day before the actual convention started. There wasn't much going off anywhere else, so we literally invited everybody who was in Orlando um, for Destiny stuff. So literally everybody came, like... Everybody came, so it was just amazing. I wasn't out that That's long awesome. though. <laughs> I, I made a mistake, so Chevy and a few others were stood around um, doing shots, and I walked up to them and was like, "Doing shots without me on my birthday? What? Like, what the hell? What are you doing?" <laughs> so uh, yeah, not long after that, I uh, went back to my apartment because I needed to go be rather sick. <laughs> It was a good night, though. So, so yeah, yeah, don't walk up to a bunch of people on your birthday and complain they're not giving you shots because then you're going to get a lot of shots. That's the lesson learned there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that will happen. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm surprised you've remembered what happened after the fact because for me, every time I drink, I, I get blackout drunk to a point where I don't remember anything. Well... I, it's I like a scene from Hangover. Because I don't really drink, like, normally. And I, like, I could feel it going further than I would like it to go while I'm out of the house <laughs> and, you know, around other people. So I actually, I knew they wouldn't let me leave because it was my birthday. So I actually told them I was going to the next bar and hopped in an Uber and took myself back to the apartment <laughs> by myself. <laughs> so... Zoe, if you could reprise any raid, any strike, or any activity from Destiny's past, what would you bring back and why? Uh, I'm going to say Wrath, just because Bog's already coming back, or I would have said that, so I'll say Wrath. Oh, it's going to come back. I think it's yeah, part of the great, so. greatest hits. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, I hope so. Back. That'll be amazing. What's the amazing thing about them bringing back raids from Destiny 1? I know some people don't like them bringing like content forward from Destiny One, uh, like or reusing content. 
But as somebody who played on PlayStation for Destiny 1, obviously we all played Destiny 1 on console, and now I'm on PC, I feel like it'll be so amazing to experience those raids on PC with, like, you know, unlimited frames and just getting to see all that beauty in, like, such high definition and being able to use fast movement in there. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. I'm, I'm more excited about that than I am about new raids, to be honest. I would have to agree with you. I would have to absolutely agree with you because me and uh, Cornholio have talked about this a lot and how it would be to play VOG, you know, in high frame rates and, you know, in that, you know, with the high FOV and, you know, things like that. It's just how gorgeous it's going to look, you know, on our. Uh, yeah, monitors. I mean, to this day, I would say for me, Vault of Glass is my favorite raid in the game. Part of it is nostalgia, but at the same time. I think Destiny 1, during Vanilla, they had the best raid weapons. Like, there was a reason to play, and not only play, but literally delete a character so you got another chance at getting almost anything, whether it be the Praetorian Foil, or the Vex Mythoclast, or the Gallarhorn. I mean, they had so much to chase. That Let was me so just worth say the naming after. convention for these weapons was just top tier, too. Like... It was the special sauce. Vanilla Destiny was definitely the special sauce, I feel like. Like, some people say that it was, oh, it was very stingy and things like that. And yeah, it was stingy with the loot. They had to go and fix some of that because, I mean, you, you grinded for weeks and you didn't get, like, I didn't, I had a hard time getting a legendary sometimes. I didn't get my first legendary I until I had, that, though. Until I, I had enough legendary marks to buy an actual legendary at the vendor. And... I remember my first legendary was um it was believe it or not it wasn't shadow price it was my second legendary I bought Dr. Nope cuz I I was like okay this is a cool name for a weapon and then I went in the raid and I was like man this is shit <laughs> this thing is not killing anything so let me get that shadow price <laughs> and I was like oh, okay this is the gun this is the gun for me <laughs> Yeah, I remember when uh, the Gorgons, <laughs> we had to fight the Gorgons with the Red Death. Remember that, Shadow Price? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, number one weapon against the Oracles, the Red Death, right? <laughs> there was a guy we played with, and he would like literally swear by the Red Death, and he would do no damage to anything, and it was so frustrating. <laughs> but he would swear that the Red Death is the I weapon mean, that everybody needs to use. It kept you alive in Crota, though, when it worked. You know, when you you got that kill and it gave you health back and stuff. Like during it kept the, you alive, but a whole yeah. not a whole lot more. I feel like. Um, yeah, and you know it's funny because we were just like reminiscing about Destiny One earlier, talking about the the weapons and things like that. And you sent about four like you know screenshots of some of the weapons, and I sent a few more. And there's just like man, there's so many of those weapons like that are forgotten about that they could totally bring it back into Destiny 2, and nobody would know what the hell they were. They're like, oh, this is a brand new weapon. Like, who's heard of Proximus and Tori 2? Who's heard of Superpox VLO? Those were weapons from Vanilla Destiny. Who's heard of Bad Seed Down? Who's heard of Light Beware? <laughs> Those are all Destiny 1 weapons. You're throwing around some names there, bud. Yeah. Yes, Thunderlord. That was a good one against the Oracles. Yeah, so I mean, it's just like looking up those weapons and just getting instant nostalgia. I'm like, oh my God, these names. I haven't seen some of these names in so long. 
you know, and it's just like, yeah, I, you know, I feel like that's one thing that the game is missing in Destiny 2 that just I wish they brought back. And that's like the vendor refresh and the good vendor refresh where we were excited to go in the tower and explore and see what's new with the Vanguard and the Crucible handler and all of these cool things that just don't quite exist in the game anymore. And I'm not quite sure why, because it seems to me like it can't be that difficult to make a few extra special weapons and bring them in the game. Yeah, I mean, there were so many weapons. Like, who's heard of uh, Loner Rebel or Merciful or Venation 3? Uh, fair yeah, fair and Square, three. Strange Suspect, The Ninth Edict. Like, there's this weird one called A1F19XRYL. These are all like vanilla Destiny weapons. Like, Palace Regime, the Ares, the Ares Nemesis X4. <laughs> like, these names are just like top tier. Oh, there's Light Beware. Final Rest 2. I wonder if these names had, like, significance in the lore of Destiny, because there's a lot of lore, a lot of story behind, especially in the weapons in the game. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure there is. Um, like, I don't know if they, you know, these have, like, individual lore tabs. Like, some of the, you know, legendaries that are more, you know, prestigious have, like, the more, you know impressive lore tab for them but i'm sure some of these mean something for sure like uh prudence 2 that was the sniper rifle from new monarchy invisible hand m7 that that gun felt like an invisible hand because it sucked <laughs> it didn't kill anything <laughs> but the name was cool <laughs> yeah so zoe how has the destiny community or the game impacted your life over the last five, six years that we've been playing? Oh, massively, massively impacted my life. Literally changed my life, saved my life, all of the above. Um, just like through the friends I've made and stuff like that, I've like literally got some of the best friends I've ever had in my whole life and better than any I've ever met like through real life i've met all, all my friends who i'm friends with in real life now or most of them um but like yeah just some i've met some amazing people through this game um when i first started playing it was basically well i had a much younger child then i couldn't even go out the house after 7 p.m on an evening so it was like my social life at that time it was what i did to you know have adult conversation um and just obviously fell in love with the game at the same time like and just doing nice things for other people like the reactions of people when you help them do raids just makes you feel good um yeah i've just been through some of the worst times in my life while i played destiny and my friends who i've met through this game have helped me through all of them and obviously it's changed my life i play video games for my job so That's, that's quite profound i know it's just like how a game that can like do that you know a game that's so powerful you know that just has like 
that kind of impact on you. And it's done the same for us too. It's had quite the impact on us. Yeah, no, I, I completely relate to that too, because I mean, I think that over the years, uh, like for example, me and shadow price, we've moved quite a few times. Right. And now we're kind of further apart than we ever were distance wise. But I feel like because of destiny, we still get a chance to hang out and play together and socialize and for me i feel like i spend more time playing destiny than i do being outside or doing stuff with other people in real life outside of the game because to me it has become a hobby it allowed for us to start a podcast to meet some of the most amazing people in our community that i am fortunate to call friends now which is really great the impact that the game has had on my life is more than what any game really ever should. And it really proves the point that, you know, Destiny isn't just a game. To many people out there, it's it's much, much, much more. It allows you to have a full-time job, for example, and be able to support your family and have a greater and richer social life because of this game. So I can very much relate and echo that. It does a lot more than people will ever like even realize. Like not many people know this, but when I initially started playing, I was in um like a seriously mentally and physically abusive relationship and people I met through this game gave me the strength to leave. Like that's literally life saving. <laughs> so, yeah, it's insane what playing a video game and having a good community like this one can do. I've literally got friends for life who are like who are like family to me through this game. That's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. It really is. So Zoe, on that note, what is next for you going into twenty twenty one? Um, hopefully some traveling. <laughs> like, seriously. I want to be <laughs> I really need a holiday. <laughs> um Absolutely. Yeah, hopefully the world opens back up and we can uh, get a little bit of traveling in. As far as playing Destiny, I'll still be here every day playing it, helping people do raids, do some low man challenges. Those are like some of my favorite things to do when I'm not helping people do raids. Um, I've yet to do any low mans on this new raid, so I've got all them to do. So looking forward to that. Do like a, a three man, some two mans, a three man flawless. Um, yeah, just stuff like that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your amazing journey with our community. It was so great to learn more about you and how you got started and, and a little bit more about what you do in our community. So, Guardians, on that note, we have a few more things to talk about tonight. We have the Deepstone Crypt raid that is finally here. We've gotten past the difficult day one world's first race and on that note i gotta ask how was your day one deep stone crypt experience like for you both uh, for me it was good i i had a good time we were it took us just over 11 hours so it's my shortest day one raid for a long time since destiny one um the last few i've been there for 24 hours so i was mentally prepared for that so getting off after like 12 hours was a little bit crazy. 
uh, yeah, it was really good. Did you get any really good drops? Besides the really cool emblem, of course. Uh, yeah, first raid I got the shotgun with reconstruction and the other one beginning with R. I'm really bad with names. I could open it. What weapon is it? Uh, the new shotgun. Heritage, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got a really good roll on that. I got it with reconstruction and recombination. What's recombination do? Um, reconstruction is the one that like reloads itself. Re yeah, it, it like overflows it too. Like right, like you get like more ammo or something. Uh, recombination elemental final blows increase the damage of the weapon's next shot. So a normal shot would give um fifty k on the boss on a divinity bubble or just over fifty k, and then the first shot if I've killed something beforehand with um my secondary, it will do eighty something k. So you get like quite a lot of increased damage for your first shot anyway. Wow. Very cool. What about you, Shadow Price? How was your day one raid experience like? I mean, it started okay, but we, you know, we got to Atrax, and unfortunately, after a few tries, well, I don't know, but the first group, we did it like, a, like I don't know, 10 times or more. We weren't able to get past the boss. Then we started again later that night, and we got almost down to where his final stand was. But then fatigue set in after that and then went to bed. But then, you know, so I didn't get my day one clear, but uh, completed like a week later. So, you know, with you. So Yeah, we actually did it together and it was surprisingly easy. Once we got the out of the week. contest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think part of it is the fact that we really did prepare for the raid beforehand. And I mean, you can prepare only so much during contest mode but once contest mode is over i feel like the web the weapons are better or the enemies are just i don't know they're easier to kill and we kind of talked about it before the podcast me, me and zoe had a bit of a conversation about it but is it me or do the enemies feel i don't know a bit easier than what previous raids have been like it feels like in some ways it is easier, like definitely after the contest mode is over. You know, um, I guess part of it is the weapons that we got just like tear through those bosses. Like that sword, Lament, just absolutely destroys uh, Atrax. Um, so, and what is it? The, uh, obviously the, what the security, you're just shooting those cylinders. So you just, you know, that that's no problem at all. The higher you get up in a power, the more damage you can do to those. And then, you know, the final boss is like what? You know, it's, there's a built-in basically once, you know, you go and you, you can use uh, what, some, what, some people use Divinity. You have one person using Divinity. You have another team, a person on the team using Anarchy. You know, a couple of people use Anarchy. And then you just pump the boss, you know, and then you can get him done. You can either one phase him or two phase him. You know, depending on how many, like, uh, what is it, the bombs you bring to the 
containers and things like that. So, I mean, it seems like this is a normal version. If they were to bring a harder difficulty one, like a hard mode raid, then maybe we're having a different conversation here. And so it means I think the hard mode versions of raids should come back and just get rid of that freaking res token thing, especially for hard mode. You know, like make it like how Destiny 1 hard mode raids were without, you know, being able to revive, you know. But then you might have to think about bringing back self-res Warlock. And, you know, I'd be okay with it if they did. Yeah. I think hard mode would definitely, you know, spice things up, make things a little bit more interesting, and I think prolong the raid encounter. Because, I mean, after the next few weeks, I mean, we're probably going to get all of the drops from it. Especially now that you can actually farm the raid and get these tokens that you can then at the end redeem for the actual weapons and armor which is really cool but i think there's an opportunity to make the armor look even cooler maybe add like a ornament as part of the hard mode and i almost wish that they took the ornaments from the paid content with eververse and just put it into the game and make it the reward that you get for doing, for example, the legendary and the master um, hunts and all of these more difficult pinnacle tier activities that I think there's a lot of potential there. And I'm, I don't know why they wouldn't really do that in place of just trying to sell these things to you in the form of microtransactions. Yeah. I mean, I just... I think it's better when you have difficulty spectrum in the game. And it's nice that they brought that with those, these empire hunts, you know, you can select your difficulty and what to do. Um, and I still think that that should be across the board in the game. Yeah. So what do you think, Zoe? Um, about what in particular, about a hard mode. About hard mode. And do you think the enemies seem a bit easier to kill? With the new raid? Yeah, it's... Um, I wish they were a little harder hitting and um, I wish they shot you a little more and hit the shots when they shot you a little more. Um, I was surprised to see no vandals really in there, like, you know, sniping you, you know, making it a little harder. And I think a good way to explain it, how I'd prefer the ads personally to be, um, how I can explain it, how people can understand. On day one, I feel like the ads should have been like feel like you were in a GM and I feel like on the rest of the time after day one I feel like the ad should feel like you're in a master um so like obviously um I'm talking more towards the end of the season when people are more of level for master and obviously still under leveled for a GM so yeah I feel like that's what the ad should feel like so even in a master when you're on level the ads are like reasonably aggressive there was no aggression in the ads that was like kind of the problem me personally um yeah i still i found it i still found it reasonably hard like if atrax got those uh you know tracking shots on you on day one holy crap you were dead <laughs> but um other than that like the in general like the smaller ads like the shanks and the dregs and stuff i just didn't find them to be shooting you that much um also 
uh, like I was running around with doom marches on on my Titan. Like I know they're pretty OP, but like I shouldn't be able to run around on day one. On a day one raid, I should not be able to run around without being punished at all, punching the ads and clearing entire sections in one punch. Yeah, I think as a community, we found like, you know, the most efficient way to get things done. <laughs> uh, you know, and there's a lot of tools at our disposal, you know, to mm -hmm. try, you know, to make your build on uh, how you want to go, go about it. And it's just... Some in some ways we could be you know very OP, you know some builds out there out there are really OP. <laughs> it's um it's a shame high high energy fire was broken on day one and was uh, messing up the damage because so like as a streamer I feel like the information that information went round the streamers pretty fast so like we all knew to take it off. So, uh, so like the sweaty teams and the streamers will like it literally got told pretty fast that high energy fire wasn't working on the boss and just to not use it but most of the regular teams were shocked to find that out later and even more shocked to find out they like they were like this much away from killing the boss and it was a bug that made them have less damage you know it's kind of disheartening is that a perk or a mod it's a mod oh. but it's a mod that like pretty much anybody who'd researched how to get ready for a day one raid would have had on mm -hmm. now you said it was because it was given Atrax like health, like every time you go on over and like did sword damage on him, and like he would, um, he would get that, that. Was I'm not sure if it was doing that for Atrax. It was doing um, giving you less damage on the boss on the end boss. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, there were. I think that's like a visual glitch, and also um, meant to be part of the mechanic where he regains a little bit of the health. Mm, okay. Now it's just, you can just go wreck him because yeah. you know, lament, <laughs> lament just absolutely... It's, it is fun though, like doing it in uh, one phase and, you know, just putting yeah. out as much damage as you can is kind of fun for me. I do like doing it. Like we find more fun ways to do it as well. So we'll like, instead of having three upstairs and three downstairs, we'll have four upstairs initially. And then my friend Max was like, oh, let me try something. Um, and he, instead of like passing the buff up and down, he was literally rushing up and down the space pods so we could have like four doing damage upstairs, but then still have three doing damage downstairs to get that clean one phase off. It was really fun. I still think during Atrax when you go up into space, I think it's just the coolest <laughs> yeah, visual. Yeah, that was real Aspect cool on day one. Raid. It was that. so cool going up there. Like when I <laughs> How did you when find I went it? up that uh yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, so how did you find it the first time? Like what happened the first time? Like who went up it first? Like did well, scream? well, during the contest mode I did not go up top because I would be the one who died during something. But uh, I did yesterday, or the night before, when we actually played and got everything finished, I went up. Somebody said, Corn, go up there. You have to go up <laughs> into space. And I'm like, okay, is this where I'm going? Okay, cool, let's go. And then I thought it was like the coolest holy shit moment. It felt like really surreal. Um, and that was that was a very cool mechanic in the game, and I, I hope they do more of that. Because it, it's it's so cool. It it allowed me to play this really cool power fantasy that I've never really had before. 
Yeah, it was definitely fun. So I, I actually was the first person in my team to find that on day one. So I was like just wandering oh. around, looking around the room. It's like our first, you know, time like starting it. And I'm like, I get like this thing on my screen that says enter space pod or whatever it says. Um, and like, so obviously I press it. We're in a raid trying to figure out what's going on. And I'm like, uh, guys, guys, uh, uh, I don't know where I'm going. I, posted, I actually posted my reaction on Twitter. If you scroll down my profile a little bit, it's somewhere there. But yeah, I was the first person in my team to go up. And then I came immediately back down to show everyone where it was without even looking around. I was like, it's over here, come over here. <laughs> Got really excited, it was fun. It was like a, like a little kid kind of feeling moment. Where you get that like proper real excitement that you don't really get as much as an adult. Yeah, it's nice when they put those those cool things, you know, in the raid. I feel like they always do that. They always find something cool to insert in it, you know, and it's like some new thing that will just like, you know, it's like you know, make you're in awe of it. You know, it's like, oh my god, this is so cool. That's how I felt when I first did it too. I started on the ground team and then like after five or six wipes, then I went up to space and I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Man, now you're making me want to play the raid so I can just go <laughs> up to space. Because <laughs> that's, I think that's like my favorite part of the raid, just going up in space and just flying up there. It's just the coolest thing. Like, I don't think I've ever played anything like that in any other game. Hmm. So on the topic of the encounters in the Deepstone Crypt, how would you both rate the various encounters that we played? Let's start with the Pike and Sparrow part of the raid. And I think Shadow Price knows my rating of that isn't going to be very good because I do not like encounters that require for me to jump or fly or... I don't know. I I don't like that type of challenge. It's cool what they did with the with that. You know, the environment is harsh. Obviously, it's Europa. You know, it's very frigid, very like sub zero climate. And if you get out in an area where there's not like heat, you're gonna get frostbite and freeze to death. You know, and it or makes will sense you that, shadow price? What's that? <laughs> there's a way to there's a way to bypass that from what oh, we yeah, learned. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I mean, always a few days the ago. Destiny community always finds a way. They always do. We were literally <laughs> um, doing that on day two. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it's cool premise. I think it was executed pretty well, too. You know, it's like you had to stick with your team or you just didn't know where the hell you were going. Um, you know, and a lot of people had to come back for you. Like, it's like, because I'm not getting through this right now. But I, I, I thought that. Yep, was, that's me. I thought that was cool, though. I, thought, you know, what do you want a, a rating, like a score? <laughs> I, I give it like a yeah. Let's do it. Eight point five. One to five. Spicy tuna rolls. Oh, one on a five. I give it a four. I think it's a. Four. I think it's solid, solid uh, design element. It, it's an envir- It's an environmental thing, you know. It's like a environmental storytelling, almost like. What would you say, Zoe? How would you rate the first encounter in the raid? I think it would be more fun if the bug didn't exist where we can just cheese it. Because, <laughs> like, I kind of just, it's kind of just like me sparrowing around now. 
because I don't really have to take part in the mechanic there of racing. Like, the idea of racing between bubble to bubble and getting there in time and, like, you being, you know, a couple of seconds off dying but managing to make it seems hell of a lot more fun than going in a bubble, getting off my sparrow, getting back on it, and then just driving to the end. Because <laughs> that's how I do it right now. Yeah, um, I mean, that, that's just the Destiny community, though. They always, like, find a way. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, it's, it's handy for helping people get the triumph, which I do at the start of every raid when we have new people, so... Yeah. It's handy for that, I suppose. But yeah, it would be... It's a good... In, I rate it a three, but it would be a four if you couldn't um, cheat it. Yeah. See, I would give it a three just based... And it's not even necessarily because of the encounter itself, but it's more because I don't really do flying and jumping and all that stuff. Like, to me... I feel like I'm the last guy to make it, and I hate being that guy. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to hold the team back. So last time that I played, um, I actually ended up doing the cheese. Don't judge me. But before I learned about the cheese, I actually got it done legit. And luckily, we had a very patient group that didn't just leave me behind. So I didn't have to, like exit out of the game for everybody to start the next encounter before I can jump back in <laughs> because that's never fun. Um, so I would probably have to say three out of five because, you know, I like to shoot things. I like boss encounters. So, um, yeah, so I would give it a three out of five spicy tuna rolls. So what about the crypt security part of the raid? I liked that encounter. About that. I, th I thought that was cool. It was pretty cool mechanic. They, you know, thought up, yeah, obviously that operator scanner thing is throughout the raid, but you know, it, it's kind of cool. You know, you're inside, you're trying to bypass the security that they have set up in there and you know, you got to break up your team to, you know, get it done and you got to have the people up top, you know, scanning it and for the person in the basement to shoot it. And, you know, and then just destroying the fuses that, you know, power the security, you know, to, to go further in the raid. I, I thought that was, I thought it was a cool encounter. Like, uh, I give that, like, I give that four and a half. Like, I, I thought it was cool. What about you, Zoe? Um, I'd give it a three. I, I, I kind of like it. Um, you are a hard grader. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> she demands perfection. God damn it! <laughs> um, well, there's already two out of bounds areas that you don't even have to try out to get to. Um, <laughs> you can literally just walk out of the right of the map, and you can do a little jump out of the front of the map and send oh. scanner and operator down together. <laughs> Man, you know all the secrets. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh. I don't know. It's pretty fun. I'm, uh, I think I'll have more of a better opinion of this raid when I try doing low mans because I enjoy low mans more because it's more challenging to me. So obviously, I'm I'm someone who enjoys challenging content. Sometimes when I give my opinions, I don't necessarily think, oh, this is what Destiny should do and this is what's best for the community. I'm just telling you what I like, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that yeah. it should it should be harder. I'm saying I would have preferred it if it was. 
That's why we need hard mode. Like, yeah. hands down. I agree. I agree completely. Yeah. I would have less complaints about a normal mode raid if there was a hard mode raid that was actually hard. Question. That, now, what do you do. do with that encounter to make it harder? Uh, Good question. What What does Bungie do in the hard mm -hmm. mode version Oops, of that encounter? Make it like, so people have to swap buffs more. So, like, they actually have to work together and move around because it's kind of... The jobs can be very separated if you're, like... If you learned the encounter very well already. Like, once you're at that point where you've learned it, scanning is literally just walking around looking down some holes. Operator is running around shooting four, tab uh, four like, whatever you want to call them, little tablets on the wall. And, yeah, that's it. And then kind of like a lockout like mechanism almost. Yeah. Like, right? yeah. Yeah. Um, and then obviously if it was a hard mode, they'd have to put some more health onto the tubes so you can't just like one phase it really easily. Um right. and the and the ads too, probably, right? Yeah, it would make the ads hard harder hitting if it was a hard mode. Um mm. Put a couple of extra, just a, just a couple extra of those um, champions might make it annoying because, like, oh, they teleport everywhere. They're so annoying. Sometimes you like have to chase it around. Oh yeah, that trying overload. to kill it. Yeah, yeah you have to, like, literally run around after it trying to kill it. it You're shooting it and then eats right out of there. <laughs> yeah, I do like it's harder to use swords in um, that. I like that you can't use swords on the tubes because then ad clear would be a lot more easier. Like you could just take out those overloads in a couple of seconds if you had. A sword on, but in general, I'm using like a nade launcher or 1k or xenophage because they're pretty good for DPS on the tubes or right. the fuses. Yeah, I like those. See, ideas. I, I, I enjoy the crypt security part of the raid because I really like the environment that they created for it and I like the the mechanics of it. I do agree that I think the enemies were a little bit easy. So that made the encounter kind of easy to complete, where it didn't require a whole lot of effort. However, I will say, um, I got the really cool scout rifle from that raid, from that encounter, and I think that was really cool, getting the scout. And uh, I like the environment in it. You know, I think the enemies could have hit a bit harder. So I think for me, it was probably a 4 out of 5, because I, I think they did a really nice job with like the dark area and the light area of the encounter. So I think that was really cool. And especially figuring it out on day one, it was really cool to explore the different parts of that map. So I, I did enjoy that. Yeah, I think it was reasonably, a reasonable difficulty of trying to figure out stuff. I wasn't, I definitely wasn't like going in there and figuring out the mechanics in two seconds. So I definitely I like the difficulty of the mechanics on figuring them out day one for that uh, for that. Uh, if the ads were a little bit more harder hitting and gave you less time to think about it, it would have made it made it a lot harder. Yeah, no, definitely. So, how about Atrax? What do you what do you both think about Atrax? How would you rate that encounter? That's where our group had a really hard time. <laughs> day one, just yeah, we. We just we couldn't deal the damage. I felt like, or we just didn't have, we didn't have our people in the right spots. You know, feel like 
with that first group. The second time we were getting closer and almost got it done, but not quite. And I do like going to space. Um, I think that's, that was cool. Like, you know, just going up into the, going up into the pods that go into space. It's kind of like a whole, like a star Wars and star Trek thing. Kind of like, you know, like beam me up, you know? So and that's what you used to say. That's what somebody in our group said. Oh, beam me up. <laughs> and we just kept like doing that. And, you know, it was cool that they could get into copy, you know, like the whole idea of it was cool. It was just that day one, you know, like the boss getting health back and, you know, who knows if that was intentional. Um, but uh, it was, you know, our group had a hard time with it. I still liked it, though. And I still, you know, liked visually how everything looked. And, you know, the, even though the fight was, you know, could have went better for us. So I, I give that a four, I guess I would say. Okay. What about you, Zoe? Uh, I'd give that a four. It was that's a really good encounter. I like how, I like it having two separate spaces. Um, like the boss stomps annoying as hell, but like obviously it makes it slightly more difficult. Um, I wish that server would stop spawning it, like going standing right next to the boss. <laughs> um, See, but yeah, I like that encounter. I love the space pods. Um, yeah, not See, I, I think I, I would give it a five just based on the space pods. Yeah, maybe a five. Encounter. I think that was so freaking cool for me, anyways. And once we actually got with a group that knew how to do the encounter, I think I had a lot of fun with it. Where it's like, it didn't feel like it was too challenging or too difficult, but it felt like there was a good amount of challenge in that overall encounter because it's like if you tried to do damage to the wrong boss in the wrong spot that was a white mechanic and you know everybody had to be very coordinated during that part and also again going up to space i think that was probably one of the coolest things that i got to experience in destiny and i really hope that they do that more i mean it's getting kind of close to what we would want right shadow price with actually having space battles so it's like we're halfway there maybe maybe in the future yeah it'd be nice to get in you know ships and actually fight in space but you know in our ships space battles that, that would be cool yeah. yeah so yeah so i mean i liked it and in the next part i can't really comment on the descent part because i think i pretty much got carried through that part haven't really fully experienced it but what do you both think about the descent part of the raid? Descent. What part of the raid is that? That's the jumping puzzle going to Atrax. Oh, I thought. Atrax, oh, I thought that was cool. Me, and the music is really cool. It's almost like uh, Destiny, the Space Odyssey, or something. You know, it's just like you're just in space, jumping between. You know, on the space station. It's 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 just a really cool backdrop. I, I I think it really it's a really cool like mid point between the the final encounters, and you know it's Bungie likes to do that. They like to throw in these jumping puzzles that break up the you know just fighting you know and you just they 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 want you to be Mario out there in space. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was good for you know 
I, I give it like a five because I think it does what it's supposed to do. I think it was intentional and it, you know, knocks it out of the park personally. And you get the lore too from uh, Clovis AI as well while you're doing it as well. So, yeah, I'll have to check that out maybe next time that we do the raid. Isn't that the part where you have to like run because the environment's getting blown up? Well, that's after. No, this. Well, that's after that. Okay. Well, actually, is I don't know, or is that when you're in the ship? I I, I don't even know. I think you, no. I think it's when you're jumping on the space station to go to the, inside the ship. Run in between each encounter, kind of as if you're running to get somewhere the whole time. Yeah. I just think it looks really cool. Like you're in space and you're just like jumping on the space station, you know, to get to the to the ship that Tanix is trying to crash into Europa and everything. So I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think I think uh, you know, it's it was really surprising for me to see Tanix as the raid boss. Because I did not expect for Tanix to be the boss in the final raid. Were you both surprised about that? Um, yeah. A little bit. I don't follow you know, the law too much, um, so... Like, I don't it's, know. It's funny he went from being a strike boss to a raid boss, you know? I mean, that... that <laughs> he got upgraded, you know? <laughs> a little bit. And then... He decided to ride around in a shank at the end. So, you know, I mean, it's... <laughs> I did have something to say about the jump puzzle. I feel like they missed a little something that they could have done with it. Whereas, like, give it a different kind of jump while you're in there. Like, more of a, like, floaty kind of jump. Maybe, you know, when you do that thing in the tower and you get that, that kind of jump. Something like that. So it felt oh, like you like, uh, in, in Mario Odyssey. If you ever played Mario Odyssey and when you get to the moon... Um, when you jump and you like feel like your it jump goes so much. It should be a bit so different. Yeah, like it should go yeah, a little bit float. further. And you, like maybe not completely weightless, gra like no gravity at all. But like, you know, just a little bit extra of something. Like so you felt like you were actually in space. Because like everybody knows that you float in space. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think about that. That's a good, that's a good, uh, good observation. Good idea too. Yeah, you know. just just a little something could have been done, just and that would have made it a five for me. They'd have done that. Yeah, I think the Tanix fight was pretty fun. Um, I wish it was a little bit more challenging because I think that once you actually <laughs> knew what you were doing, it was fairly easy to. It's just like corn to skip or... over the, the the jump puzzle. <laughs> just like not give oh, it. A I... <laughs> He's like, well, well, did <laughs> I didn't even do the jumping puzzle? Shadow, <laughs> gotta remember no when we did the jumping puzzle. I I don't know what happened, but I think that oh my game crashed, and then when I came back in, I couldn't really figure out where to go. So I was like, um, okay, I'm just gonna back out now, so you guys can start the next encounter. And then once I got it back in. I think it was the part where you were just running because you were just running. <laughs> and uh, that's when the last encounter started. So, um, yeah, I will let you know maybe next week once I actually do the jumping puzzle 
I will let you know how I feel about that. But I, I enjoyed Tanix. I did enjoy that. I think that was pretty fun. It was nice to see Tanix as the boss. I did not expect to see that. Um, I also really enjoyed the the way the rewards are now kind of given to you because I feel like the raid is more farmable now because, you know, if you don't get the weapon on the first run after that, you get pretty much the tokens that you can then redeem for different items, which I kind of like that. Was that the spoils? Or spoils? Yeah, or... the spoils of conquest or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, you you can farm it because you each time you complete it, right? You get um those get spoils. If I'm not mistaken, like is it each encounter or the each time you the raid? Um, I think it's every encounter that you do, and you also get them from the raid chests in the game. So you get to pretty much farm them. But I think that you get like ten or twenty per encounter. And you have to spend like 80 to 100 to actually get the drops. Correct me if I'm wrong, Zoe. I know you played the raid way more than I did. Um, I think you could get, I think it's 10 from each encounter and 5 from the chest. Okay. That's like after you've done it once. So I'm not sure where you get it on the first run. Yeah, so I mean, I think I think it gives you an incentive to keep playing it, but also takes it away like... though, because if you can farm it and get the weapons faster, then you're not going to play it for as long. So in the short term, you'll play it more, but in the long term, you'll play it less. But I don't know. See, my feeling is, you know, if you're going to play the game and you're going to farm something and you get the drops, do you want to play it for an extended period of time, or is it like? you're being forced to, right? I think it's nice that you get a reward for it. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can actually farm different roles for these weapons. And these, yeah, 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 you uh, can. Rewards. So you get kind of more of a reason to farm for that perfect build. Yeah, for sure, right? for sure. Which I do like that. It's certainly better than getting nothing as your reward for playing it more than once a week. I think that was kind of limiting and probably, especially for someone like yourself who plays the raid quite a bit in a given week, certainly more than what the three times per week would allow, right? Yeah. So it just feels like more rewarding and like your time is better respected. Yeah, in it's terms definitely more rewarding for, getting pe- something. for people who are doing it multiple, multiple times a week. For sure, because they're actually getting something for doing it, whereas they wasn't before. So question, if you beat it once on your character, and you go and do the other encounters, like each encounter, you're not getting a drop at those encounters, right? It's just at the end of the raid, or, or are you still getting a drop, just not well, no, uh, If you, you do it again, you only tokens, get the spoils. Right? You, don't you, get, get the sp- you don't get more loot, you just get more spoils, so you can get, basically each raid you could probably get one thing at the end. Okay, so you can farm the chest for spoils, basically. Farm you can farm the raid for spoils, and then at the end of the raid, you go in the chest with your spoils and pick what you want. So you can either, if you don't already have it, you have to choose the boxes at the top, which are more expensive. And then if you've already received it, you can farm for rolls, which is a little cheaper. Oh, okay, so you can you can take your chance and uh, 
get the do the box that will give you a random one of the um, weapons. Well, yeah. So, yeah. like, I had all the weapons except the machine gun. So all the weapons are showing for me to. I can buy them for cheap than the boxes, and they'll just give me that specific weapon and just different rolls. And then there's boxes at the top that will give you either certain pieces of armor or a weapon. So I didn't have the machine gun, so I kept buying the box that could give me the machine gun until it gave me it. And then now I can farm the machine gun rolls just by buying the machine gun over and over, hmm. specifically. So be before you have it, you can buy like the boxes, which are a little bit more expensive, and hope to get it. Like There's like a one in four. Well, not one in four, because it could give you anything, really, but... There's like mm. four things in each box it could give you, but then you could get the same thing over and over, so it's not a one in four, if you know what I'm saying. Like, I okay, got the gotcha. chest piece two two times in a row and then got the machine gun. Yeah, that's all I have right now is the machine gun as far as weapons go. Yeah, I haven't got uh, a good roll on that yet. I did already get the uh, rocket launcher, though. Got that on my third run. Three's my lucky number. Okay. Nice. So, I don't have the rocket launcher, but I did get the sword, and I got the scout rifle, and I got two pairs of gauntlets, which... The problem with the sword is that there's other really good swords, so it's not good. Yeah, like the Lament. I don't take that and off guillotine now. It's is such a good sword and so OP'd that that's my go-to. Even if that didn't exist, Unless you I'm would still values. use guillotine, though, so it's like it's not even second in the run-in. It's really pretty, though. Have you seen it? It's so pretty. It's like a really thin, thin sword. You know, I got it, but I haven't actually got a chance to really check it out. It's so, I'm so gonna, pretty. I'm going to have to go back and, so yeah, it's, and take a look at it. It doesn't seem actually good for using, but it's really pretty. Awesome. Well, I'll definitely have to check that out. And on that note, I got to ask... Overall, as a complete package with the new Deep Stone Crypt raid, how would you both rate the raid overall from 1 to 10? I'd say it's a solid 8. Because I think there's some cool stuff in there. And, uh, you know, there obviously some of the difficulty is lacking once you've, you know gotten past the contest modifier of you know day day one raids that they're supposed to be hard um but uh i think all the everything that's in there is, is i think you know i think the majority of it is good that's there so i'd say it's solid so you know for all the reasons that we've talked about you know it'd be informable and things like that and just some of the you know, set pieces some of the motifs that you know they they're going for in there um and uh yeah solid eight for me i think okay what about you zoe um six and then i'll give it an extra one because the loot's good so seven okay man you're tough to please <laughs> <laughs> i like raids okay <laughs> so i don't i like raids a lot so i want um i want them to be content that I enjoy doing over and over again I feel like I will get bored of this pretty fast I think it's more fun than Garden I don't know I have a feeling I mean I feel like it's more fun than Garden hmm. 
No, I don't. I don't think so. In my opinion, I prefer garden. Yeah, I just I, I like the environment. The environment is a big thing for me, believe it or not. And I, I know that could sounds like strange to some people. Um, but if I'm enjoying the place that I'm in, then I'm gonna have a good time, and I do have a good time when I'm playing it. You know, just like I felt the environment of Vogue, the environment of Wrath of the Machine, and, you know, King's Fall, and Crota. Like, the D1 raids just, like, they had that, like, special feeling. It, it, you know, the environments were great. The loot was great. It was just all-around fun time. You know, could, could it have been more, could there have been more done, you know, more difficulty, you know, more, you know, the... Loot probably a little bit. I mean, the loot is pretty good. I mean, I haven't gotten hardly any of it, just the machine gun so far. Um, so I got to go in there and play some more. Um, but it gives me a reason to do it. Like, I'm actually looking forward to going back in there again to getting some more of the loot. Because um, I don't have any of it, hardly, besides the machine gun and, like, a cloak and a pair of arms <laughs> and stuff, so... I feel like if the ads were just uh, just even a bit more aggressive, my answers could have been totally different for pretty much all of the encounters, because it's a problem throughout the raid. So it kind of yeah salts every encounter for me to not enjoy as much. So. But then you got some of the fallen that their their bullets like like go around walls, like you know they they just like follow you around the wall and everything <laughs> when you're hiding behind like you know when you're trying to get your health back. You know, the bullets would just curve around the wall and still get you. <laughs> Which one? Like, only Tanix, really? Yeah, that... Uh, not Tanix, uh, Atrax, The sorry. Atrax encounter. Yeah, Atrax. For, like, uh, like uh, definitely on day one, you know. Yeah, on day on one, his stuff. bullets, like, when they started flying at you and they all hit you in a row, definitely really hurt. Like, mm -hmm. I was hiding from that guy quite a lot on day one. So, yeah. yeah, that But he's a boss. Like, they should really hurt. But like I just wanted I'm not even talking about the bosses. I'm talking like some of the, the shanks were reasonably though, too. You know, the shanks just like sit there and just pound you with like with I mean Yeah, they did I'm, a little bit. I I wish kind of the dregs were more aggressive with those shotguns and like Yeah, the dregs like they add a, sometimes, add a few more snipers in there. I feel like the AI on for the dregs wasn't they didn't tune them correctly when they were doing it. Yeah. It's like, like they, they'll shoot you for a second and they'll look away. Like, eh? They won't even. Yeah. Well, what am I doing here? <laughs> exactly. It's like they're just like, huh. They're, they're just as surprised as you when you first walk in there. It's like, huh, where am I? <laughs> Literally, though. But that really kind of. No, I wouldn't say it ruins it for me, but it just taints it a little bit. So, like. All my Emer answers would have probably been higher. Immersion breaking a little bit, I could see, yeah. Yeah, all my mm -hmm. answers would have probably been a bit higher if that one thing was just a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm going to be a little bit more generous towards the raid because while I do think it's a little on the easy side overall with the enemies not really hitting as hard, I think as an experience overall, I had a lot of fun during the raid. I think that, you know, it was definitely a much more casual raid, but it was really fun as an overall package to go through Atrax and, you know, fight, um, 
the final boss and the way that everything kind of played out, I enjoyed it. it. There were some mechanics to it, but it didn't feel like it's overbearing at the same time. So for me, it's probably an 8 as an overall experience, although I do wish there was hard mode that gave you a bit more incentive to play and also, you know, some more things to chase after. Because I think that, you know, certain items in the game are really cool, like the scout rifle... I really have been enjoying it, but I do wish that there were more, I don't know, ornaments and different things that you can chase after. And where's the exotic in the uh, in the raid? Do they have an exotic that you can it's the rocket get launcher. from? It's an yeah. insane oh, it's rocket, a rocket launcher. launcher. And it's, oh, okay, it's called it's Eyes of Tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. crazy. Yeah, okay. It's a, Does it feel like Gallarhorn? It's a. <laughs> it's a. <laughs> it's uh what well, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> One second, I checked. Does it at least feel like a hunger of Crota? No, wait, it's No, okay. It's it's Wardcliffe <laughs> Coil on crack. <laughs> oh, okay. It like oh. <laughs> can literally go much further than that and tracks very aggressively. And like you can aim in, get that track in, then shoot it up into the sky, and the rockets will come pounding down onto the floor and kill everything. It's great. So it's a worthy okay. raid exotic. Yeah, it's really, it's just, it's fun to use more than anything, like, and it's got really good damage as well. Yeah, okay. it well, looks well, pretty cool, check too, that out. like, aesthetically. Um, yeah, it's got little googly eyes on the side of it, like, in little yeah. squares, like, just moving around. And tomorrow eyes, just like it says. There we go. So, Guardians, now that we talked about the raid, we have one more thing to talk about before we wrap things up for the evening. And Shadow Price, do you want to fill us in with the latest news from Bungie? Sure. Um, yeah, so uh, DMG's got the uh, honor this week. Um, he did a quick uh, recap, basically, on you know people who have gone in and uh, tackled the Deepstone Crypt raid like we've been talking about and gone on to get their raid jacket um have any of you guys did you guys get a raid jacket did you guys secure the parka i got the code i got the code for the raid jacket but i'm really torn about it because i like the jacket that we had before better but also i'm in florida so it's like do i need a winter parka out here probably not so much so i'm just a little bit torn about whether or not i want to buy it what, what do you guys think? It's, I'd have to really like a jacket to spend that much money on a jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same boat. Like, I mean, it's I'd cold have to here. really like I how mean, it, it would... looked as well. Yeah. So, yeah. If they bring out one I really like that, the way it looks, then I'll consider getting it. It totally would have fit, like, you know, because it is cold here. But it's just like, Yeah. I'm with you know Zoe. Like I have to, it's got to be really appealing to me to want to spend that kind of money. If it was half the price, maybe I would yeah. buy it just to buy it. But like I would have because because I know I wouldn't wear it. Like I'm not going to spend that much money on something I'm not even going to wear. That's what kind of a waste of money, even though it's for an achievement. I could buy like I'm sure there's something else, a pin or something I could buy for the achievement that's not so expensive and that I wouldn't use. Yeah, and you know, personally, I like the jacket 
that we had during the Crown of Sorrow more, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I've liked I some missed of the out on that ones one. more. I just, I'm not, not a fan of the, the color of this one. Yeah. One thing about the weekly update, I found it very interesting that after launch, for Last Wish, there were 3,555 completions. For Garden of Salvation, there were 33,152. With the Deepstone Crypt, 258,049 Guardians beat it in the first 10 days. That's To me, that's a testament to how much, I don't want to say easier the raid was, but how much more doable it was for more people. And in a way, I think it's a good thing that more people were able to access the raid and play it and beat it. In the first 10 days, but I do think it also kind of proves the point that the ads didn't really hit as hard as they didn't pass. That's like think, number I do think there's teams, multiple right? reasons, though. There's, I do think that is part of the reason that um, the ads weren't harder hitting, but there's lots of other reasons. There was actually two weeks to get ready for it, which is longer than we normally have. Um, so, like, That's pe- a good point. people don't normally have that long to level. So everybody was at the level they needed to be at for contest mode going in there. Like, nobody was under-leveled for contest mode going in there. Also, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so there's a lot more people at home. Um, People, like, are maybe more aware of making good setups and stuff now that they weren't aware of before. So there's an aspect of people getting better, learning setups, pandemic. Like, I think it's a mixture of all those things, why the number's so high. But I, I don't think people should discount the fact that it was easier because because in some way that makes them feel bad that they did it. If you know what I'm saying. Like, you don't you shouldn't feel bad if you did it. You've done an amazing achievement. You prepared for that. You probably spent ages getting ready for it beforehand. You actually completed a day one. It's my first day one in Destiny 2 as well. Like, I think we did, everybody who did it on day one did really well and is even insane to keep up that kind of commitment that a lot of people can't do. So I don't want to take away from people's achievement by saying it's easier, but I feel also feel like I'm not allowed to say it's easier because it does make people feel that way. Well, and on that note, I, I don't think people should feel like they didn't achieve as much, especially if you did the raid on day one, because, I mean, there were groups that literally could not complete it myself included and you know i think there was challenge in the raid on day one i think after day one i feel like i was kind of dying more during the nightfall to be honest than i was during the raid itself um which is a testament to the to the raid being easier but at the same time i don't think that anyone should look at it and feel like oh i didn't really achieve anything because more people were able to complete it or because the ads just didn't really yeah, like deal I, as much damage or hit as hard. It's a multitude of reasons. It wasn't easy to the point where you completing it didn't mean anything. It was just slightly easier than previous ones have been because of the aggression of the ads. It was still a hard thing and it's still a major achievement to do it on day one. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah, think- and I have a ton of respect for anyone who was able to complete it on day one. I mean, even the best teams in the world, it took them at least five, six hours to get the raid done. I think it was also part intentional by Bungie, too, because I, 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 
I honestly do think they want people to play more people to play the raids. You know, I I feel like they well, do. I mean, why not? Like you you bought the game, you you were able to get the content, so they want for the raid to be more accessible. And I think that has been a problem historically where most teams would not even attempt to do the raid. The way they did it you this know, time was of... good, and they should give us more prep time. Just a slight bit more aggression on the ads, and it would have been perfect. Yeah. I agree. The dregs were already staring up into space, you know. <laughs> they were spaced out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> they were spaced out. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know how I have any friends sometimes. <laughs> so just to... We talked about the 10 you know, days after launch, but the, just to give you a fun fact, for the day one stats, they went on to uh, provide those. Last Wish, there was only four teams that cleared day one. There was only two one. teams. I don't know why it says four. That's wrong. Wait, so I'm, what, wait, was it only two? Yeah, there's only two teams. That it was only two, right? Emblem. Yeah, it was uh, Redeem. And it was Redeem. Team. And then mm. um, I think... I think it says four because of the API and two teams stayed in and went to do it just after the 24 hours. Um, 2402. It's, it, it's not a 24-hour clear, but it still counts on the API as a day one because they didn't leave and, you know, like they was, the encounter started. Oh, so one. they must have included Dado's team probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, but they didn't get the emblem, so they don't have a day one clear, but it did. It counted on the API for that reason what I just explained. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That is two teams. Like, if you're talking... Only two teams. For day one. Day one completions, yeah. Now, that's the right amount of difficulty I think that Zoe's looking for. (laughs) Well, uh, I think there's a happy medium. Like, I feel like a Last Wish kind of raid with two weeks prep and contest mode would be a different thing. You see what I'm saying? So, Last Wish was actually harder because... And that that didn't have... There was no contest. Well... There was put it this way, like I had organized a team weeks beforehand, got everything that was supposed to be ready. Literally four people turned up, like thirty under level for the first encounter. Never mind the rest of the raid. Like there was only two of us that were anywhere near level to kind of damage ads properly. Same so, thing happened to us. We, yeah. we couldn't even get past the first encounter. Yeah, neither did, neither did we on the last wish. Yeah, my team was completely under leveled. There was literally me and one other person who could. Um, like had any survivability at all and the ads were definitely more aggressive on that you literally had ads running at you as well as a knight trying to kill you on, and that was just the first encounter and then ogres in the middle like it's just crazy in comparison um yeah just i don't i don't necessarily want that every single time because i know i, I do want it to be accessible i don't want the only people who play destiny to be the people who have millions of hours to put into it and practice like i have like I'm only good at the game because I have so much time. Like, anybody who repeats something over and over again is going to get good at it at some point. <laughs> Do you know? Like, I'm I'm shooting yeah. mechanical ads. I know where they spawn. I know exactly what mods to put on, all that kind of stuff. So, obviously, good point. like, not everybody is like me, and I don't feel like that's the di- direction the game should go in. I feel like maybe a hard mode should be at that level. Like, if a hard yeah. mode was only two completions on a hard mode... I wouldn't be complaining about that because then it's hard, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do yeah, think it should sense. be more accessible. A Last Wish type raid, I think, would have had more completions on day one if people have ha- would have had the amount of time to prep and contest mode. 
So that kind of raid, like maybe once every couple of years would be nice and then just kind of a step down from that the rest of the time. But not all the way down, just like a little step down from that. Yeah, they said Garden of Salvation had 551 teams. Crown and Garden were good, um, like, were hard enough on day one. Yeah, that that's not tons of teams. Five hundred fifty-one. Not at all. That's um, that's amazing. Like, I feel like even if it was like four times that amount, um, that would be what it more like what it should be. You know, like yeah, about up to like five thousand should be about what you get on day one. When it is, and then I, we have, I do feel like twenty-two thousand was yeah. high. And then we have Deepstone Crypt with twenty-nine thousand eight hundred fourteen. It was 22,000 who got the day one emblem. Oh, so, it's so that, that number's off too. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the way the API works. I, I, I'm not, a, I don't work in coding and all that kind of stuff. It's the way the game registers it. You can tell how many people did it on complete day one from how many emblems were claimed is how you can look at the stats. Like people mm, are not okay. getting a day one emblem and not claiming it. Like it's how, how many emblems. Yeah, and then uh, another fun fact that uh, uh, Dylan went on to say that uh, 979,680 Guardians has unlocked the Lament sword since the quest went live. So, almost a million Guardians. I am part of that group, and I am glad I got it, because it's one of my favorite weapons in the new expansion. People were out there getting that while I was still in the raid. Like, my friend already had it by the time I'd finished. Yeah, they're like... (laughs) When the, the raid got beat, this quest went live. So yeah, people so after went out there to... five and a half hours, a lot of people could go in on day one with Lament as well. Yeah. So that that also could be a thing because they figured out it was good during the twenty four hours. So like, imagine how many people just hopped in in the last few hours and finally got past that thing because they had Lament at that point. Good point. Like, there literally could be thousands and thousands of people who got it right at the end just because of that. Mm-hmm. I'd put 5k on at least for that. I did not even consider that, but that's a great point. Yeah. yeah. that's like, I, I definitely would put a decent chunk on just for that. Because they figured out it was good, and then people were struggling on that specific encounter, and then after that it was a two-phase. So people weren't struggling as much on that encounter. They were putting the deeps in. Good point. Um... So there's a charity initiative going on, actually, right now, uh, called the Game to Give Lightkeepers Charity Initiative. Um, and, uh, yeah, Guardians have showed up, and they've given support, and they've uh, raised over for $450,000, and they're still in the first week. So, And their goal is to reach $2 million. So yeah, keep I'm on giving. Keep on giving, Guardians. You know, and... It, Getting to 600,000 today gave us an early TWAB. So that's why we got the TWAB when we did today. So and there's also some other uh, incentives out there. Uh, for uh, they, We also hit the 500,000 one, uh, which we, they did a reveal for the Dawn 2020 Warlock Universal Ornament concept art. Um, and uh, I think we, they showed the Titan one in the picture here on the website um it looks pretty uh pretty dawning it's pretty snaz- pretty flashy though it looks kind of good 
I don't know. Can you guys see it? What do you think about it? I've seen the Titan one. Um, it's all right. It's a bit chunky for my style. Yeah, it is a little, little chunky boy. It's a chunky sure. boy. I know a lot of people like that though. So there'll be people out there who will absolutely adore that um, ornament. Mm-hmm. And then the seven hundred fifty thousand goal is the Dawning Twenty Twenty Hunter Universal Ornament Concept Art. When they reach one million, uh, Dawn in Twenty Twenty Legendary Reward Preview. So, oh, Legendary Rewards confirmed for Dawn in Twenty Twenty. That's nice. And then every hundred thousand after reaching one million, there'll be a guest lore reading. So, maybe by you know, I wish one there was a milestone for them to unlock SRL. Oh my god! <laughs> Is that ever going to be a thing? Make that two it's million, and we'll hit two million. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, if they made that how, two million, we'll how much money million. would it take? <laughs> well, we got we got a Yotun toaster out of last time. We could get SRL. Somebody tell them. Bungie, tweet, are you listening? Tweet it out. We want SRL back. If we hit two Please, million, can we have SRL? I'm tweeting right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and if we get three million then maybe they can bring back the grasp of malik i know it's somewhere in the studio they have the concept for it they can do it i believe you can do it <laughs> maybe maybe a guardian can hope yeah so you guys get out there and uh give to a great cause you know and uh keep the keep the get the light that keeps, you know, the, the gift that keeps on giving, you know, uh, helping other people, helping yeah, people. It's a help great people. cause. It's a great cause. And, you know, it's a way to get early sneak peek at what's next. So that's always cool. Absolutely. Uh, so we've had the, um, with next week, we're also going to be getting in uh, the return of the iron banner. And, uh, there's some, they're basically bringing back two reprised weapons to the Iron Banner. So here's where a little, you know, a little bit of salt will probably come from me. I'm going to lead this salt charge. Um, and it's going to be control, um, like we're used to. And uh, it's going to run from December 8th to December 15th. And... It looks like uh, the two weapons, I believe they're, they're I think uh, one of them's called the Guidance Sight, I think. I think it's the Scout Rifle. Uh, I don't know what the hand cannon's called. Um, I don't know if it says it in here. I don't believe it. Oh, wait, does it say it? I'm not sure. It's a hand cannon and a Scout Rifle, basically. And then, but there is a new armor set, so I guess that's cool. We're getting new armor, but the unfortunate thing that, you know, that we've been plagued with for, it seems like, ever, is we're going to be in reprised weapons. No new weapons. So, that's where my salt charge comes from. Uh, new expansion, I would, I would hope to get new weapons. You know, or at least, I mean, I keep saying this, weapons from D1. You know, from the D1 Iron Banner. Um, yeah. We, we've just, um, we've, we've gone through this so much, I feel like, you know, in Destiny 2. We're just like, 
they haven't been able to give us like enough loot, enough new loot. I feel like. Why do you both feel like they don't bring back Destiny One Iron Banner weapons? I mean, it seems like it would be doable for them to do. It can't be that difficult. I mean, they brought back one of them through a quest, Fell Winter's Lie. Um, yeah, but it should be an Iron Banner because it's an Iron Banner weapon. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe they should make that as part of an Iron Banner quest. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm guessing development time, maybe. You know, it's like... I mean, really if they're sure. able to make weapons that are not as good, I mean, just don't make those weapons and make the better ones instead, right? I mean, it, it, right? Does that not make sense? I mean, I'm not a developer, so I, you know, could be missing something. But it feels to me like it's a missed opportunity because I think Iron Banner could be more fun if they infuse the activity with just either returning weapons from Destiny 1, which really did feel special. I don't know. What do you, what do you both think? That's where I'm at. You know, it's like, if they can't give us new weapons, then give us ones from <laughs> destiny one. You know, it's just, we haven't seen those weapons in forever. What was that and yes, we pulse rifle for my banner for destiny one that everybody loved. Uh, what was it? The clever dragon? Yeah. Everybody loved that. That thing was that nuts. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I the, missed that one. That in Nerwin's mercy. Um, from D1, I believe, was really good as well. Um, Scories, Scories Revenge or Scory, something like that. Um, but yeah, like Yolder's Hammer, the machine gun, you know, uh, Radagast Fury, Rocket Launcher. Uh, you know, just there were so many good Iron, we Iron Banner weapons from D1. Um, and it's just like, hmm. Yeah, it misses the mark as they're not new. You know, we, we and seen when are we getting Iron Banner? Uh, next week, December eighth. Okay, we're getting prophecy you know. back on that day too. Yeah, the prophecy dungeon also is. I'm happy oh, to really? get it back so soon. Yeah, I'm yeah. not happy. I love soloing that mission. Yeah. It's so, like I literally could just solo it just for fun to relax. It's so much fun on a warlock. It's easy. Yeah, I, I think it's awesome that they're bringing it back so soon, and it almost, it almost like makes you think like they had to do these this next gen updates so they could bring it back because they're bringing it back the same day. So it almost kind of goes hand in hand, does it not? A little bit. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. They took it out in order to optimize it for next gen yeah you know to and I'm, I'm kind of excited because i mean i don't think we ever were able to play destiny on console in 60 frames and just to be able to change out how you play the game you know instead of playing in front of a computer in front of a monitor staring right at you you can just chill back on the couch and play on the big screen and still experience the game in 60 frames plus because in the crucible as long as your monitor allows for it, you can play in 120 frames. Right. And an FOV slider, too. Some people were worried that there wouldn't be an FOV, like, and there was going to be an FOV slider for it, too, which people on console have not experienced a FOV slider yet. 
you know. Now here's another really interesting thing about the prophecy. The prophecy dungeon. It's going to be free for all players. Was it free for all players when yes. it was available yes, it, previously? Yes, it was. Yep, it was free. Okay. Yep. Remember they they launched it the day they uh, brought out Season of Arrivals. Like it came out later that day. Um, that was a big day. I remember they brought the new season. That's when they first revealed Beyond Light, and and the new dungeon came out that day too. So we didn't have a very long time with the dungeon. So it's cool that they did bring it back so soon after doing these next gen updates, which I'm 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 calling it. That's what you know they had to take it away for a bit. Yeah. So. Um, also, there's going to be faster load times on those new consoles. So uh, how soon are you going to be able to get to the tower from orbit or get into one of the um, destinations? And, you know, it's going to be a lot more uh, sped up on these newer consoles. Um, the cross-generation play, too. You're going to be able to play with Xbox players, Xbox One players, Series X and Series S are going to play with one players, and PS5 will be able to play with PS4 players. We're not at full crossplay, unfortunately, yet. Hopefully next year. Not this year. Fingers crossed, yeah. next year, full crossplay would be on the table. And, and we know Bungie wants to do it. They talked about it before. So. And you know what's, what else is really interesting from this update that I just noticed? And this is something that I've been wanting for quite some time, but you can actually grab bounties from the Destiny Companion app starting on December 8th. You guys which are is jumping really awesome. right ahead. <laughs> yes, that's the next thing we were going to talk about here. Um, yeah. Uh, I couldn't help it. I'm excited. It'll be that's, interesting to see if it works with third party apps too, because like I use Dim personally. I have not used the Companion app for Destiny. And, yeah, oh me either. God. <laughs> a really long time. I've still got it on my phone. Like I didn't delete it. Like you can but stay there, cool. but I don't use you. <laughs> and I could just pull up the app and just you know, uh, get bounties from it. So yeah, I hope that you can use it. if you can do that on Dim too. I'll literally jump up and down and be happy. It'd be yeah, just load up the app and and then like before you even start the game, just here pick pick these bounties so I don't have to worry about going to the tower or anything like grabbing bounties and things like that. Like yeah. I, I mean, I, I think they're going to do it because Destiny has a very robust API that works really well with third-party applications. So I think that if it's not coming out at launch, maybe shortly after, there will be a feature deployed that will allow for you to grab bounties using apps like Dim. Yeah, probably. But this is coming next week to the app, uh, December 8th. So... Uh, with the uh, the new generation, um, you know, upgrade that that's happening and the dungeon coming back, this is also happening too next week, along with Iron Banner. Um, really quick, uh, forgot to mention for the prophecy dungeon. It also, you know, we know it'll be returning next week, um, and it's free. Uh, powerful rewards may be earned from each checkpoint once per week. Uh, players may complete the dungeon once per week to obtain a pinnacle power reward, and previously featured weapon and armor rewards are available once more. Do you know what that made me think, though? So does that mean it's not farmable anymore? Or does that mean the rewards are just below level once you've done it once? Because, like, I like to be able to go and do it over and over again and still get loot. Um, 
I would think that it's going to still be like that. It's just you're not going to be able to get that. They just won't pinnacle. be pinnacle or powerful. Oh. Yeah. It said powerful and pinnacle, so it like you'll only be able to get powerful and pinnacle once a week. That's why it said. Whereas before that, the drop yeah. dropped powerful, so hopefully you still get drops. They're just not powerful. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's I don't, what I'm I don't thinking know why. Oh yeah, I was going to say I don't know why they're not, but yeah, having one each week is good. Yeah, on each character. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, we did uh, talk about the bounties on the uh, Destiny Companion app that started next week. Uh, you may acquire bounties from Destiny 2 vendors using the Companion app. Uh, bounties may only be acquired when players are offline in orbit or in the tower. Um, so, yeah, so you can do it offline. That's pretty cool. Uh, it'll be introduced through a Companion app update, which is planned for December 8th. And they ask you to stay tuned for more, to bungee help for more on this companion app update. Um, so, yeah, we talked about it just briefly. We think, I think we all think that's a good change. That we can just not be in the game and just grab bounties. You know, load up your character before you. It, it, it's a good quality of life improvement, I feel like. Yeah, no, I agree you know good quality of life change because a lot of times i would literally get into an activity and i just forgot to grab my bounties and then it's like i miss out on whatever activity i'm playing so it's nice to be able to do that from the app even though it's just the companion app currently but i think that in the near future that will perhaps expand to more widely used applications like dim yep uh, there's been some resolved issues with New Light. Um, they fixed an issue with the New Light subclass quests where Akora's waypoint was suppressed. Uh, they fixed an issue where veteran players with two characters of the same class were blocked from acquiring their subclasses. Uh, they fixed an issue where a step out of the New Light pursuit was not granted experience. And they also fixed an issue where players who skipped a shotgun chest in the first mission did not receive special ammo when the shotgun was granted. So... Those are the new light fixes. Uh, they fix an issue on the Monuments of Lost Light where the waypoint on the exotic archive vendor continues to flash for players who own all exotics. Uh, I must preface this. This is actually part of uh, Destiny 2 Update 3.0.1, which will be hitting next week. So um, there's a whole bunch of things they fixed in here. We're not going to go through them all. Um, but... Uh, they fixed some things in collections and in Crucible, uh, some of the Beyond Light exotics. Um, so I'm not going to bore you all with the, you know, each one that they fixed, but, you know, they're, they're trying to fix some of the bugs. And speaking of bugs, there's a whole slew of uh, known issues that I'm also not going to go through because there's a bunch of them. Um, and uh, they also, oh, one thing I wanted to point out also, that they, they are doing the update next week, and the, there's going to be maintenance, um, background maintenance that actually happened today, December 3rd, right? Today's December 3rd. Um, it is, yeah. 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 They did it at 10 a.m. Pacific time and also 2 p.m. Pacific time. Um, and then there's going to be maintenance on December 8th. 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time is where it's going to begin. And then on 
8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, they're going to be players are going to be removed from activities and they won't be able to log in for an hour until 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time at reset when update 3.0.1 is available. Um, it will be rolled out across all platforms and regions. Players can log back into Destiny 1, Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 at this time. Ongoing maintenance is expected to conclude at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then uh, they go on to talk about the next-gen consoles. That when the update releases, uh, next-gen users and on Series X and PlayStation 5 will need to download the full-size game regardless if they have been playing Destiny 2 since Beyond Light's launch. It does not affect Xbox One, PlayStation 4, or Steam users. Uh, the preload will not be available for this patch. Preloads are usually only available for expansion-type patches, they go on to say, and are not available for hotfixes or seasonal updates. So the estimated patch sizes for these are as the follows. Xbox Series X and S patch sizes is going to be 70 gigs. PlayStation 5 is going to be 67 gigs. Xbox Ones will be 2.35 gigs. PlayStation 4s will be 2.09 gigs. And Steam will be 1.5 gigs. Again, I repeat, you'll have to download, full download on Series X, S, and PlayStation 5. Um, patch 3.0.1. So you'll have to download the whole game on uh, those respective uh, consoles. Good to know. So if you have Call of Duty on the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series X, you may have to delete things because that game alone is like 250 gigs. And depending on what other games you have, I'm just saying, plan ahead. PSA. Yep. Yep. So just uh, be prepared for that to happen. So you, if you have to, hopefully you have a wired connection. You know, you can get that download quicker. Um, and, you know, the new consoles do downloads much faster than the last generation ones. So hopefully, though, you'll get back into your game quick, quicker that day. And I'm definitely going to be checking out the new next generation updates next week because um, I want to see what it looks like in 4K60, what Destiny 2 looks like in 4K60. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so yeah, there's a bunch of issues I go on to talk about and I'm not going to bore you guys all with that. You know, you guys can read that for yourself. Um, Bungie.net. Yep. And, uh, that's pretty much it for the TWAB. And, uh, I guess the dawning DMG goes on to say that, uh, the dawning is going to be starting soon. Um, I don't know if they've given a date for that yet, but I think they'll probably, talk about it in the next TWAB, but they said it, which next week will, will be the final TWAB of the year because uh, Bungie's going on break after that on holiday. Um, so, yeah, I think we will hear about the dawning next week. So that's pretty much it for the TWAB. Cool. And I do want to call out, it's interesting that not only did we get movies of the week, but we also got artist of the week feature with this TWAB, which is really nice to see that artists in the Destiny community are getting some love and getting featured also, which is really great. Yeah. It's very cool. All right. Well, that was a pretty interesting TWAB. And we do have a tradition on the show before we wrap things up. 
we rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls between one and five and in traditional form zoe do you want to kick things off what would you rate this week's bungee weekly update in the form of spicy tuna uh, five it's really good Ooh, i like it i like all the updates okay. that they've announced like the prophecies coming back um there was a few other things i liked the console stuff's great even though i'm not on there i'm still happy for everyone else you know like there's nothing not to like in there really and you are considering getting a Series X, you said, too, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about it. And hey, if you have Game Pass, you won't have to spend any more money on the game. You'll have access right from your Game Pass subscription. Yeah. It's great. No okay, way. cool. How about you, Shadow Price? What would you give this week's Bungie Weekly Update in the form of Spicy Tuna? There's some good stuff in here that I really like. Um, and normally I would give it a five, but unfortunately I do have to dock this. And you know, I think you know why. No <laughs> new weapons. No new weapons. Right, I'll I mean, take off just... point 0.5 then for that. 4.5. <laughs> yeah. 4. I, <laughs> I got to take off a whole point though for it. Like it, it, it is, it is dock worthy of a point. I just, I just keep harping on it. It's just like, I, I don't understand why we can't get new weapons or at least the weapons from D1. You know, it's just like the same old song and dance, you know, everything else and the TWAB I really like, but it's just not getting new weapons. It just kind of kills the incentive for me of playing it, you know? And I mean, I'm, I still check it out, but I'm not, you know, I'm not as jazzed as I would, would have been if I would have gotten new weapons or at least destiny one weapons. So Everything else I, I like, you know, the companion app, get, be able to pick up bounties. It's awesome. Prophecy Dungeon coming back. Awesome. Next gen updates. Awesome. But it's a four for me because of that, that reason alone. Maybe. No new Iron Man yeah. weapons. Yeah, I have to agree with Shadow Price. I think that I would give it a four because, again, Iron Manor, like, you know, they have to do more. I'm sorry, but. We have a new season of content, and still we're getting Destiny 2 weapons from it. I, I think they could do better, and they... I don't know. That, that's a little disappointing. So just for that, I'm going to take a point off. But, you know, on that note, I really enjoy certain things about this update. For example, the Prophecy Dungeon coming back, what they're doing with games to give, which is always great for them to support so many great causes. Um, I really like the fact that we're going to get to play next-gen consoles with an optimized version of Destiny with 60 frames or 120 frames. That's exciting. Bounties can now be accessed from the Bungie Destiny Companion app, which is great. And there's a bunch of other fixes they made to the game, and they're finally giving some love to Destiny community artists, which is always great, I think. Destiny has some of the most talented artists in our community, so it's great to see them get some recognition in the weekly updates. So yeah, I would give it a 4 out of 5 spicy tuna rolls. Hopefully next year they can bring back more into Iron Banner, um, but for right now, this is what we got. I would give it 4 out of 5. And Zoe, thank you so, so much for joining us tonight and for hanging out. 
I know it's really late in your neck of the woods, so we're going to let you get going. But before we do, do you want to share with our community where we can learn more about you and what you do? Uh, you can find me on Twitch at Zoe underscore and on Twitter at Zoe underscore um, dot TTV. And we have an awesome Discord where you'll find not only me, like a ton of other amazing people. And that's discord.gg slash Zoe. Very cool. Awesome. And Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you? You can follow me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79. And also here on the Destiny Show podcast every Thursday night. Awesome. And you can find the Destiny Show podcast on every major podcast platform. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and we're now on Amazon Podcasts as well. You can also find us on the web at destinyshow.com. You can find us on Twitter at The Destiny Show. And you can find us each and every week on twitch.tv forward slash The Destiny Show every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And you can find me at OMG Cornholio on Twitter and right here on The Destiny Show podcast. And Guardians, thank you so much for joining us tonight it was such a blast hanging out with you all we hope you have a safe and happy holiday whatever you're celebrating this year we wish you lots of video games and we will see you back next week right here on the destiny show and guardians thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you all next week good night everyone bye bye mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.